Hi, welcome to Season 2, Episode 19 of the Pictures Out There podcast series with Lee Stewart and Dave Fogelman. Today's episode is the third in a five-part mini-series, Breakthrough Pictures. This episode is called Crime and Penance. Humanity has never created a great approach to address the mistakes we each can make from the smallest harm to others to the most heinous crimes. Should it be done? Yes. Can we break through to actually do it? Absolutely. Let's explore. And now, here's Dave and Lee. Well, thank you, Candy, for that very kind introduction. This is Dave. And this is Lee. Welcome back to our Pictures Out There podcast series. As Candy mentioned, today is the third installment in a mini-series of five. And we are calling this Breakthrough Pictures, this particular mini-series. And we want to share today our picture for justice and remediation. Two Mm. big concepts there, Mm -hmm. Dave. Justice and remediation. This is a picture that will cover mistakes, transgressions, crimes, law-breaking, from relatively small harm that we've done to someone else, all the way up to violent crimes and everything in between. Wait a second, Lee. What about people that never make a mistake? You mean you and I? Yeah. I mean, there would be some people who have never made a mistake in their whole life. No. This may not be relevant to them. No, if you're one of those people, feel free to tune out. We won't be offended. (laughs) But for all all the rest of us who have made mistakes, we're coming at this from an assumption that we've all made mistakes. (laughs) So it will show a consistency how we handle mistakes that we make from small harms done to others that don't really violate a law, Mm -hmm. all the way up to, unfortunately, sadly, heinous crimes. So our current system for justice and remediation we think, is an absolute mess in every way imaginable. An absolute mess. Mess. It's inconsistent. It's typically just punitive and punishing. Mm -hmm. And it leaves both the victim and the perpetrator unsatisfied with the ultimate outcomes. Mm -hmm. In so many cases, that individual who is punished for committing a crime, we understand that they're unsatisfied. But typically the victim is too. Because in their view, quote, justice was not done or done properly or adequately. Mm -hmm. So coming up with a picture that would make it hugely better is actually, we think, pretty easy. We will suggest that the concept of punishment should be replaced with a new concept that we call penance and restitution. It's our picture of a desired future for justice, criminal, and otherwise. Yeah, Lee, as you're saying, we all make mistakes. And we've made a little joke about that, but we all make mistakes. We break rules. We may break laws in the course of our lives. We're human. We're fallible. We need to own those actions, and we need to own the healing for us and for others that we have adversely affected with our actions. And again, we're thinking the concept of this and the principles around this need to be consistent really from childhood all the way through Mm -hmm. our whole lives. Mm -hmm. Any of those mistakes and crimes we believe are better addressed by penance, we'll talk more about penance and what that means, and restitution, than by the concept of punishment. And punishment is really the main principle in everything that we do related to mistakes and errors. Somebody has to be punished. And sometimes we actually, I think, kind of get things right early on where 
as opposed to punishing a, a young child for something they've done wrong and they can't really understand the punishment, we may say, can you go to this person and can you just say, I'm sorry? Mm-hmm. And as, if there's a way to make things right, we encourage the child to make mm-hmm. things right with the person. Mm-hmm. And that notion kind of starts dropping off the map. Then as we get older and this thing turns much more into just a punishment. Right. Don't do it. Right. How can we, and, and do we really respond to that? And does that make the victim feel better that this person is just getting punished as opposed to, is there some type of restitution that can be made? So again, we feel like any of these mistakes, crimes that we make in our life are better addressed by penance and restitution by actions we take to heal ourselves and others we've harmed. The range and scope of that penance and restitution should fit, we believe, the magnitude of that mistake or error or crime. Mm -hmm. We will have many opportunities in life to do penance for something. Mm -hmm. And that's because we all do harm to others at some point in our life. We all have times in our life when we need to do penance to acknowledge our misdeeds that we may have done and then to move on with our life kind of cleansed and forgiven. But the penance, we believe, it has to be real and meaningful, and it must make any person or group that we may have harmed with our actions or behaviors as whole as we possibly can. So as part of penance and restitution, doing good, an example here might be being involved in forms of community service, Mm -hmm. we think doing good is very desirable to initiate a positive personal pattern for the perpetrator. Right. We may always have a few not-so-good humans, hopefully not, but we might. We will always have decent humans who sometimes do wrong things and sometimes have harmful behaviors. Yeah, so at the same time that we're moving toward pictures of our world that reflect an optimum life and world for all of us, and Lee and I have described a bunch of those, we're still going to have some of us that do illegal destructive and unjust acts and behaviors. We're not naive about that. That's part of the human fallibility that that we have. It's hard to imagine that that would ever 100% stop, but we should handle political and society level inequality, greed, power grabbing, etc. Let's say the way that we penalize a team in American football, if hmm. y'all are familiar with that, those hmm. of you in the future don't know if football is still happening or not, but go back and, and check it out. What we do when somebody does something wrong in American football is we fix it right then. Yeah. There's a penalty called. Yes. We re-level the playing field. We say you should not be rewarded for having done that. So your team gets penalized. You may get penalized. Mm -hmm. And the restitution that happens is that the play is done over. Exactly. You go back to where it is. You you make people whole. You make the other team whole, the victim whole. Mm Mm-hmm. And so we want to do something similar there where we remove the effect of the transgression that was done, the penalty that was done, and provide penance. So obviously you'll see the football player on the field who feels terrible about the penalty being called, or they may be griping about it, right? Exactly, right, yeah. You know, and the referee goes, nope, nope, you did it. it. It's a penalty. (laughs) It's a penalty. And so uh, in football, we have that in the form of penalties. We're not going to stop humans from ever doing penalties, but we can try our best to immediately fix, reverse those penalties similar to what we typically do in sports. Hmm. And lots of times Hmm. the problem is that either they don't, you know, there isn't a fix done 
or the fix in our current system takes so long mm-hmm. to happen that the connection back to the original it's lost. penalty is lost. Yes. And so that feels terrible to both the victim and the perpetrator, meanwhile, is waiting all of this time to see what's going to happen. Yes. So also, particularly in these days of social media, everyone needs the opportunity for mercy, grace, and forgiveness after appropriate and proportional acts of penance and restitution. We think that's important, too. Absolutely. That we have grace and forgiveness. Yes. So here's our picture that would cover our whole lives from childhood to death. And a special thanks to Krista Fogelman for participating with us in creating this picture. Yay, Krista. She did a great job helping us with putting together this picture. We thank you for your help, Krista. Oh my, what a different world we have now in dealing with our mistakes and crimes from childhood to death. Here are some important principles in our new approach. We have the same own your mistakes and grow and learn through them through penance and restitution. We still have that concept from our earliest stages, but dealing with crimes does not get disconnected from that basic concept that we deploy and apply as a society from birth. So one of the important things we do now is that the penance that is done is proportionate to the offending act. We're very careful about that. And as often as possible is directly related to the harm caused to try to again remove the effect in a way that involves both the person who created the harm and the persons or society that was harmed. There's as much or more publicity also about the good done as penance, as there is about crimes committed. Lots of times with whether it's community service or some other type of penance, there's not a lot said about that. We want people to know, particularly those harmed, what specifically was done in the way of penance by the perpetrator. Even those not harmed will be aware that penance is being done. It's going to be very obvious to the victims, and it's going to be made public if it's helpful to the victim and perpetrator. So it has become obvious that this is a cost-effective way to go from a purely economic point of view to do many things to prevent crime. Society has agreed that it makes sense to pour resources into, listen to this, data-driven methods Ah. for breaking cycles of crime by addressing root causes in individuals, neighborhoods, and in our public and corporate systems. So this includes legal techniques, such as community service and diversion that are used to address crime. Mm -hmm. And civil disputes are almost always settled by mediation. And we no longer have these long, drawn-out, ridiculous civil disagreements. Yeah, it could be resolved in a matter of a few days, perhaps, with a mediation approach. Right. So the parties involved meet, and they talk about and discuss what happened, and with the help of a respected and impartial person, someone we might call a mediator, helps to guide that discussion. Now, for large cases, society has recognized that in most cases, long trials are not a cost-effective way to resolve disputes. And now trials are shorter, with judges and juries rendering fair and sensible decisions promptly. So in the system that we have now, there will still be those who have been so badly harmed that they will feel that no penance is enough to let them accept their loss. We understand that. And that still happens here in the future. But they will hopefully understand that even if there's still the desire they may have for some type of vengeance or some type of physical punishment that's not being done, those methods would only create conditions under which more harm in the future would be done. Mm. 
Society isn't going to expect everyone who is a victim to forgive, although many hopefully may choose to do that. But most who've been harmed are going to be comforted to some degree or fully by the penance that is imposed on the person who did the harm and by the knowledge that that penance has meaning Mm -hmm. to the individual who's been harmed and to society at large. Mm. Globally, there's no such thing allowed as crimes against humanity, such as those that have occurred in past centuries. And forever. And forever. It is unthinkable that a leader could stay in power by engaging in genocide, by bombing civilians, or any number of other acts that have happened in past. We don't permit that. No, it's gone. It's gone. There's no punishment. Naming any actions taken as punishment works against creating a healthy society. But there is always penance and restitution done for even the smallest harm done to someone else. So penance and restitution always accomplish something positive and tangible. Both the victim and perpetrator provide their input on what would be optimum penance and restitution from their perspective. When someone harms another person, Full remediation or reparation is made to that person to the fullest extent possible, and it's done quickly and expeditiously. Yeah, so we involve both the victim and the perpetrator. Frequently, there's not agreement on what would be appropriate penance. But what this does is it allows the victim to verbalize what they would like to have happen, Mm -hmm. and it allows the perpetrator to think about their act. Yes. And to think about what would really remove the effect of their act that they could do to fix this. It involves them in it as opposed to a punishment being put upon them by somebody else without their way in, without their input. Whether it's violence of any kind or financial greed or theft, other theft of any kind, abuse of existing power, etc., we have full and not partial penance and restitution. Similar injustices on a society scale, for example, Injustices done to groups of people should receive the same penance and restitution in the form of remediation and reparation. This injustice should be made completely right. For example, we have here in the future, we have fixed gender and racial pay inequity. The playing field is made level for all. We immediately fix and level and any uneven playing fields, and we do that via reparations. It's the only way to have a truly fresh start with true forgiveness and penance. So we welcome penance and restitution. Penance and restitution, in our view, is never violent. It's never never destructive. Nope. We always have a safety net for everyone, including individuals who may commit these acts or behaviors. We will never let anyone go without the basic needs of life. If they are prepared to work, even if they have to be remediated and can't work, or even when they're incarcerated. It is a societal priority to get rid of the major causes of crime, including poverty, poor quality schools, unsafe, unsound housing, lack of understanding of child development, including those very critical teenage and young adult years, mental illness, and the list goes on. Yeah, we make data-driven decisions here in the future on penance and rehabilitation rather than have it be driven by politics or by emotion. We publicize what it costs to keep a nonviolent prisoner in prison versus other methods of addressing the harm caused and helping make that person a better functioning member of society. We've gotten rid of for-profit players in the criminal justice system, for example, for-profit prisons, and we have appropriate maximum sentences on crime 
that are driven by the concepts of penance and restitution. Penance and restitution through work will be a frequent solution, even with incarceration. We don't prescribe restitution for any acts or behaviors that are only self-destructive or where the perpetrator is the only one who got hurt. We offer professional help as the penance option for those kinds of persons with no restitution necessary. So identifying injustices, remedies are done as quickly and as timely as possible. And that, friends, is our picture. So now we're going to talk to the future. Hello, future. Hello, guys. Hope everything's going okay. Lee, a lot to talk about here with explaining to the future audience that we have why we have the systems that we have now, if you want to call them a system, and the difference between that and this picture that we've created that we believe will be their reality. Mm -hmm. And I think I would just start by saying... We very frequently just have this unbelievable, among other problems, inconsistency mm-hmm. of what we do with mistakes. Right. So we have, and, and I think we all struggle with this because we're human. So even starting with childhood, having consistency in how mistakes are handled by parents. Mm-hmm by teachers, by adults that we interact with. The problem here today starts lots of times with just that inconsistency of treatment that happens with childhood. So it's a struggle for us as humans to have consistency in the treatment of mistakes. Yes. And so it starts from that, and then it just kind of gets worse after that as, as life goes on. It seems to as we mature. Yes, I think another factor here is too often we don't treat mistakes as learning opportunities. Yes. Oh, you did something, quote, wrong, end quote, so therefore you will be consequenced. In other words, punished. And that's the end of it. In too many cases, there's not the elaboration, the next step beyond that, which is what can we learn from this? How might we deal with this the next time if something similar were to occur? It's just not often treated as a learning moment. Life is busy. We just want to get on with the next thing. Just stop doing that. Stop doing that. Here's your punishment. Okay, next. Yeah, it seems quick. Yeah. Yet it leaves this residue of inconsistency that becomes a problem later on. And I don't know the solution to what I'm about to suggest here. (laughs) So I'll just throw it out there for uh, reflection and consideration. Somewhere through the centuries, we've developed this hold on an eye for an eye idea about, oh, you did something harmful to me. I must respond in kind. That's very destructive. It's a zero-sum game. It's harmful. No good comes from it. So I think with this model of penance and restitution that we're talking about, it begins to mitigate against that eye for an eye. You did something, therefore I'm paying you back kind of mentality. I'm glad you brought that up because I think some people might say, well, isn't an eye for an eye, isn't that penance? It's like, no, no, it's that's punishment. The, that's the opposite. <laughs> yeah, that's the that's the pure opposite of penance, where rather than trying to figure out how you can replace the eye, that yes. example, and make things whole again, going back to the way things were, make that person whole, we're going to harm both of us. Yes. And so that gets no one anywhere. Right. Those of you in the future, lots of times we will have a disconnect in our criminal system today where there will be 
the families of victims, for example, who may be going, I want this person forgiven, or I, yes. I don't want them to receive this extreme kind of punishment. Yes. But the system goes ahead and punishes them that way anyway. There have been countless stories in our time of victims saying, we think a life prison sentence here is, in, is, is, is out of bounds. Yeah. We don't want that for the perpetrator and the justice system as it exists in our time turns a deaf ear to the victim's wishes. Yeah. Yeah. The other problem we have is that we, those of you in the future, we have a real issue today with people using punishment as a way to reinforce what their preferences are. Yes. For a lifestyle that basically ends up being an imposition on all of society. Yes, absolutely. So I'll add one more thought here, which is that in our picture about penance and restitution, we talked about how good that is done Mm -hmm. from restitution in our time, dear future, we never figured this out in our time. Someone might be sentenced, quote unquote, punished with 100 hours of community service. Mm -hmm. And we read that on the news and we hear that on the radio. You know what we never hear about? What did they do with those 100 hours of community service? What good came from that? Exactly. We never hear that on the news some months later when those 100 hours of community service have been completed. So we think in the future you've done a good job of, I'll just use the term, publicizing the good that comes from restitution. And as we said, that's just as important. Yes. As reporting on the crime. Yeah. And so we'll go back to, again, the, this example we're using of a penalty in a football game, where if you're watching that game, you see the penalty imposed. Mm-hmm. You see the ball being moved back to where it was. Yes. You see the transgression eliminated. The reaction that happens as a fan is you relax and go, good. That's taken care of. That got taken care of. Yes. The fact that we miss that part of it leaves us less than whole. Yeah, leaves it's a all of us key, less than whole. key critical healing element that in our time we've left out of the equation. So lots of times in this Pictures Out There series, Lee and I will use music or background music. We'll also tell stories. Lee's told some wonderful stories about his childhood as an example. We like using stories and music and pictures together. We think that's very, very powerful to show their impact together and to merge them. Perhaps the greatest work of art about the concept of penance is the classic poem, Rime of the Ancient Mariner by Samuel Taylor Coleridge. Reading this whole poem would take half an hour. I won't do that. (laughs) Right. But I'm just going to pull out a few excerpts because it's beautifully written. Alone, alone, all alone, alone on a wide, wide sea. And never a saint took pity on my soul in agony. Oh, happy living things, no tongue their beauty might declare. A spring of love gushed from my heart, and I blessed them unaware. Sure, my kind saint took pity on me, and I blessed them unaware. The selfsame moment I could pray, and from my neck so free, the albatross fell off and sank like lead into the sea. Is it he, quoth one, is this the man, by him who died on cross? With his cruel bow he laid full low the harmless albatross. The spirit who biddeth by himself in the land of mist and snow, he loved the bird, that loved the man who shot him with his bow. The other was a softer voice, as soft as honey dew. Quoth he, the man hath penance done, and penance more will do. O shrieve me, shrieve me, holy man, the hermit crossed his brow. Say quick, quoth he, I bid thee say, what manner of man art thou? 
forthwith this frame of mine was wrenched with a woeful agony, which forced me to begin my tale, and then it left me free. Since then, at an uncertain hour, that agony returns, until my ghastly tale is told this heart within me burns. I pass like night from land to land. I have strange power of speech. That moment that his face I see, I know the man that must hear me. To him my tale I teach. A wedding guest this soul hath been, alone, on a wide, wide sea. So lonely twas that God himself scarce seemed there to be. Farewell, farewell, but this I tell to thee, thou wedding guest. He prayeth well who loveth well, both man and bird and beast. He prayeth best who loveth best all things, both great and small. For the dear God who loveth us, he made and loveth all. He went like one that hath been stunned, and is of sense forlorn, a sadder and a wiser man, he rose the morrow morn. In closing today, we ask, what are your pictures? What are your perspectives, your ideals, and what is your influence to use? Thanks for joining us. Take care. Thanks for joining us today. As always, feel free to explore more about Pictures Out There at picturesoutthere.com and major social media sites. We hope you have the day of your dreams, the day of your pictures.